This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and we've got a gang here today to talk with you guys to really have a conversation about some of the questions that we commonly get. If you have been around us much at all, you know that we have a signature program called the Director of Operations Certification Program. We're actually accepting applications right now for our 20th round. Yes, we have done this 20 or actually 20 times because the first time was a beta. And so we're going into our official 20th cohort and we're really, really excited to welcome another group of women to help them elevate and to really walk into their next best self. If you're interested in applying to the certification, head on over to directorofops.com and you can learn all about it and you'll see a link there to go ahead and get that application started. But Before that, I know that we have a lot of people here who are wondering, so what does a DOO do and what does it look like when you're done with the certification? There's a lot of episodes here in this podcast if you're curious about what the certification is and kind of the components of it. So we've already, I feel like we've already got lots of info for you out there. Plus, if you go to theopsauthority.com, you're going to find lots of great info there too. But today I wanted to invite some students who had come through our program who are actually in our inner circle, which is our next level program. And they are going to share with you what their life looks like after going through the certification program. And we are focusing on, we're highlighting four women who have different offers and different paths, have gone down different paths. They all have the skills to be a director of operations. And the great thing about our program and one of our core beliefs is that everyone who comes through the certification is going to use this knowledge a little bit differently because here's the deal. Everyone comes in with a different set of skills. They come in with different experience, with different goals. And this program is not a one-size-fits-all. Everybody gets to customize and do this the way that feels the best for them, that fits their lifestyle, that fits their goals, their stage of life, their experiences, and all of that. And so it's important for me to show you guys that you can do a whole lot with this. And we're going to hear from these four women today. Before we get going, I want you to know who in the world you are talking to or you are hearing from. And we're going to kick off with Jenna. Hey, ladies. How are you guys doing? My name is Jenna and I am a certified DOO from Panama City, Panama. I've been here for five years. I live with my husband and I have an only child, only daughter. She's seven years old. And right now I am a part-time going full-time DOO, but also I am a tech implementation agency owner. So that usually feels my time. I kind of wear a lot of hats, to say the least. So I am also a founder and owner of three restaurant brands that we operate in the Philippines. So I'm kind of like, my schedule is actually full, but... uh, You are a busy woman. (laughs) A busy woman. (laughs) 
but I make sure that I make time for everything else in my life. So weekends are, are off. So Awesome. Thanks, Jenna. The important thing that you'll be listening through when Jenna speaks today is the agency owner path. That's the path that she has gone down and we've seen her work magic in this space. And I'm excited to hear what you've got to say. All righty, Jane. Hi, everyone. My name is Jane. I'm a UK-based director of operations. I'm from round nine. So I've been around for a while now. And I focus on with my clients on project work and VIP days. This fits in really well with my family because I've got three kiddos, the youngest one being only five months. So doing VIP days has really helped me balance family and work. Yes, I love it. And I know VIP days get a lot of attention and it is a great way to scale, you know, your career. It's, we're going to talk all about it and I'm excited to do that. Alrighty. Our third DOO, Danielle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I would be happy to talk about you and your program any day. So this is super fun for me. I'm Danielle Fisher, operations strategist, and of course, certified DOO from round 13, lucky 13. (laughs) I love working with both online and locally based small businesses. So coaches, consultants, service providers. I live in Wisconsin with my husband and two daughters. I love anything pumpkin spice. And in my free time, I enjoy doing DIY projects and building things. Love it. Oh, those operational skills, they don't leave us, right? All of a sudden <laughs> they become in, entangled into, into our hobbies too. That's cool. Ariana, you'll wrap us up. Hello, I'm Ariana. I am from Durham, North Carolina, and I too am a certified director of operations from round 13. I recently launched my own and went full-time as a DOO since doing this program, and I am excited about helping high-achieving female entrepreneurs do their thing, and so I'm excited to, uh, I'm so excited like five times, but (laughs) I'm always happy to be in the room with Natalie to learn how to just channel my operational energy into awesome stuff. Awesome, ladies. Well, thank y'all for taking the time to be here today, and I want to tell everybody else that is listening in, this is an organic conversation. You are going to be really like sitting at a table alongside us today. I've got prepared a couple of questions that we want to walk through that that you guys are asking us. And so these women are coming in and sharing, you know, wholeheartedly with where they are, what they've done and how they are performing their DOO duties. When you're coming through the certification, first thing we do is build your skill set. So we share our methodologies, our frameworks, any templates that we have, we are an open book. So anything I have in my mind, you always have access to. And that's what I have shared with them. The cool thing about this is you're taking in that knowledge, you're building up your confidence in particular areas, some of those areas you love or you grow to love. And then maybe there are areas that you're learning about that you're like, yeah, that's good to know, but I'm not going to necessarily use this in my practice because it doesn't suit me. And so you are going to have the liberty to decide you know, how you want to build a business, what, you know, what disciplines you want to leverage. If finance is one of those areas that's just not something that you want to put front and center, then you don't, right? Same for project management or human resources. Now, I could not certify people without giving them the knowledge of our five components that we feel really make a holistic 
operator, a holistic high-level operator, and those are operational strategy. That's the first one. Project management, human resources, data, and analytics. And then the last one is finance. And so when I was coming into small businesses, it was really important for me to make sure that I wasn't coming in just as a project manager. I I innately cannot just do that, by the way. I couldn't find myself just being a PM. I kept bleeding into other areas. And that's actually my path. That's how I got to the point of being a director of operations is I started out in doing kind of event management and project management. And before you know it, I was hiring people and I was helping with team culture and setting KPIs. And all of a sudden, here I was a holistic operator. And so those are the things that we teach inside of the program. But as I was saying earlier, everybody has the ability and liberty to choose and package whatever comes most natural for them. And it's not uncommon for that to kind of change and pivot over time as you get more confident, as you practice the different disciplines with different clients. And then of course your experience, you know, if you've got, you know, a lot of experience in HR, it's likely that we're going to see, you know, an offer that includes human resources somewhere once you're done with the certification too. So there's a lot of flexibility in how you're going to use this. But even though we've got these five disciplines, that's the knowledge and the content that we're teaching. And then the further on that we get down in the learning path while you're with us, we start talking about how you're going to integrate this new knowledge into your real life, into the offers that you're going to have. Because once you are done with the certification, and probably while you're in the certification, you're looking forward to how you can you know, show up as your next best self, because that's the expectation you had for yourself when you got here. And so you're not alone in wanting to make more money in wanting to work with better clients, more aligned clients, wanting to offer different services, that's super common inside of our community. So at the end of our certification, we start talking about how you can integrate this truly. Now this breaks into a couple different business models. And so you've learned the knowledge, you've got the knowledge, and now how are you going to apply this? This is where our pathways come into play. We've got three different pathways. We've got a retainer path, you heard in their intros, all of these ladies are on a different path and you know we've got retainer. This is where you're working with somebody in a one-to-one capacity. Now there are different ways to work inside of a retainer, but this is where you have kind of recurring revenue coming through because you're working in a longer term container one-to-one with somebody. Now you may have multiple clients at one time, but you are one-to-one working with a client. Another way is a project-based model. Your projects are going to be for people who like shorter containers. And, you know, we talk about the Colby around here, and that can sometimes indicate when someone's going to be more apt to working in a shorter container. But there's also like stage of life, right? There's also times, there's also just flexibility that you're looking for that you may want to consider working with somebody in a shorter package. And this is when we start talking about what we call our project-based model. The cool thing about projects is that this is where we see consulting coming in. And consulting, while it's a buzzword, it is one of the most necessary skills that I see our community having everything it takes to actually be able to package up and do consulting with small businesses. If you've come from large business or or from a corporate background, you have probably seen consultants in your path. Guess what? 
every single one of our DOOs has the ability to be a consultant if that's the path that they choose. And when we do that, we couple that with the project-based model because consulting doesn't go on in perpetuity, right? You have a deliverable or you have an expertise that you're coming in, you deliver it, and then you exit the company. So there's not a lot of implementation that goes along with the strategic consulting. The third path that we talk about, and it is the path that is the least taken in our certification, but that's the agency pathway. So there is a lot of different ways that you can set up an agency, but for our conversation today, it's when one person is the CEO of the company and they leverage a team to execute on a deliverable. And so, you know, Jenna's going to talk about that today. So I wanted to just kind of set us up and let you guys know that when you come through the certification, everybody learns the same thing, regardless of your background, your experience, your age, your your specialty, everybody learns all five disciplines. And then we get deep into helping you customize how you're going to use this knowledge and build something, build your career, build your business so it satisfies you and you're not trying to fit me. I know we've seen lots of programs out there who will give you, everybody walks out with the exact same offer or deliverable or service and For us, this meets our students, and it certainly is more of where I come from. I want everyone to be able to truly live and walk into their next best self, and you're not going to do that by copying anybody else. So, all right, we've got agencies, we've got a project-based model, and we've got retainers. We're going to be having these conversations as we walk through these questions with these four amazing women today. So Jenna, I'm going to start with you from an agency perspective. If you'll describe the offer that you have with your agency, I know you said it was a tech-based agency or implementation agency. Give the listener a little bit more knowledge around how your offer is set up. Okay. So for my agency, I've really just specialized in tech implementation because one, I have realized that I'm very techy. I'm very in tune with technology. I, I'm interested in the latest technologies. And so that comes to me naturally. And also coming from my experience working in an agency as a DOO and as an OBM, it was kind of very natural. It was like kind of like a natural progression that I offered the tech implementation because that is something that... I felt very comfortable doing. And at the same time, I was very good at building teams. So I really tapped into, I guess, my zone of genius is being able to like train and hire really good people that could work and fulfill whatever it is that my clients are requesting for us to do, whether it's, you know, building a full funnel website, launching and all these other stuff, mm-hmm. everything in the online space, especially with online entrepreneurs, everything has something to do with your tools. And so I kind of was able to really niche down on that piece. And I've been working a lot with with a lot of the certified deals in the space, their clients. And, you know, so every, I was kind of was known as the person to go to if there's like a tech issue or there's something that they need or whatever tool that they want to kind of like explore. So that was the natural progression for my offer. And recently I co-founded a 
new agency actually and i've now ventured into a more full-scale implementation and we now support small business owners and online entrepreneurs with a credit system so the credit system i've made it very simple it just means somebody goes in as a client of ours, they buy credits, and then we use those credits to do implementation in their business. And they get access to a full range of virtual professionals. Mm -hmm. And these virtual professionals could anywhere be in the spectrum of people that implement in your business. They could be web developers, web designers, if you need somebody or an OBM to do strategy and implementation with you. If you need somebody that would do like just a simple design or update your website, for example. And let's face it, there's a lot of online or business owners that don't have a full team at their disposal. So this makes it very simple for them to actually get access to people that are actually like experts. We have tech specialists. You know, if your system is in Kajabi, if your system is entreport you know we have everybody that could actually support them in their business and that makes the whole thing kind of work for me and my business partners yeah that's awesome and yes i don't think that there's any business out here that has a full tech suite i think you have to have you know probably closer to like $5 million in revenue before you're bringing in a full tech team. So having a tech agency is such a huge benefit. And Jenna's absolutely right inside of our community. She is known as the tech go-to person and it is a gift that you have. That's one gift. The technology is one of the, is one of the gifts, but the thing that really separates you, I believe is all the things that make you a great director of operations. And, you know, we're going to come back to that later in this episode, just talking more about how your DOO skills have led you to building an agency. But I can imagine that it is, there's so much tech that needs to happen inside of a company. It's hard to be the one person. And this agency model has got to be a really cool way of doing that. So thanks for sharing that. Jane, what kind of offer are you providing? I offer mainly project-based work and VIP days. What I mean by that is I normally work with the CEO. I've got various different titles from DOO, COO, consultant, whatever they need, but basically get the stuff done. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at the, the company's strategy and then what needs to happen to make a change. So I use the strategic mapping that we did in the certification a lot with most of my clients, to be honest, as a foundation to our work, and then create the projects from that that need to be done. And I normally then work with the clients on a three-month, six-month, 12-month basis, whatever's needed. And then I call on specialists as required, for example, for HR and techie people as well. <laughs> and I stay as the, like, the constant operations person to make sure they all happens. Yeah. That is very, very similar to a model that I had. I think at first I was trying to do everything and be everything. And then all of a sudden you realize that you really don't have the aptitude or the skill in some of the, at least for me, I didn't have a lot of the skill, especially around tech to be able to deliver those things. And it was just stressing me out. It was putting me in a place of, you know, really a mindset icky 
place to be because I didn't really have the skills to do it. So when I realized that I could leverage and call in the experts, as you said, it really allowed me to feel much better about what I was doing, the product that I was delivering, and then just personally, just enjoying my life and my work, which is really important. Tell me about the how you structure the VIP days. I think that's our listeners are probably curious about that. Yep. So normally I either do them in person or virtually. I have found since mm-hmm. COVID, there's definitely a want of people actually doing stuff physically, meeting up and having sort of time in a, you know, I normally look like a nice hotel. So there's nice lunch, et cetera. And we spend the whole day on their business. So we normally spend the morning doing the strategic mapping and then diving into a particular issue for the afternoon and then taking away what we're going to do next. And then I now I'm offering boxer support after because I find quite a lot of people then come away with lots of questions. So I've added that and that seems to be working really well for my clients. I think that that is such a valuable resource for people, especially for growing businesses that don't necessarily want to bring in or can bring in financially. They don't want to bring in somebody on a retainer basis. And so they can get this knowledge, this guidance and the advisement, and then, you know, have you for a support for a little bit of time. And the great thing for you is that you're working with a variety of different clients. And I think that's exciting. It helps you to stay relevant and, I always enjoy kind of having my nose or ear inside of lots of different business models, different scales, different sizes of businesses, and just different people too. So very interesting. I know VIP days get a, you know, there's been a lot of people in our industry really talking about VIP days and our students are commonly asking, like, that's a model I want because it brings me flexibility. Jane, in her introduction, if you don't recall, she's got three kids and I've known her as she was going through her pregnancy and with this most recent newborn or infant at this point. And it's important as, I mean, I have a female audience. And so finding flexibility is it's one of the most important things for every single person who comes through. And I don't really, I'm not talking about just people who have children, right? As my parents get older, you know, having flexibility to be able to go help and take care of them and teenagers, you know, all of those things. But flexibility is one of those core things that we're all looking for. And I think the the combination of the strategic mapping plus VIP days lends itself to just a really great model. And I'm proud of you for kind of working on that because I know that that's not the way that you, when you came out of the certification, that wasn't the very first thing that you did. You kind of have eased and evolved into that. And it, I love the way it's sitting and, and suiting you right now. All right, Danielle. Give us the scoop on how you leverage the retainer and the consulting. Yeah. So I think I'm unique from most of your students in that I knew coming into the program that I did not want to be a hands-on DOO. I didn't want to be in the business at that level. I had been as an OBM Mm -hmm. and I reached a point where it just got to be too much. I was doing too many things for too many people. And so I felt kind of burnt out. And so I came into your program wanting more than knowledge just to deepen my understanding of business operations so that I could use it for consulting. So my signature offer is consulting. I work with people on a six-month package, and it could be ongoing after that. I do have one fractional DOO client. I've been with him for four years in some capacity, starting from back when I did more general VA and bookkeeping work. And then we did transition into consulting. And then he sort of dragged me kicking and screaming (laughs) 
look further into his business as his DOO, which happened as we were wrapping up our round 13. And it works because he's a dream client. So I only want to be in one business at that level because really what I love is the consulting. It's just helping them work through you know, whatever is going on in the business. I also do strategic mapping. That's how I start out all of my consulting packages with people. That's the first thing that we do. I also offer that as a standalone service and then some done for you and done with you hiring projects on the side as well. Fantastic. Ariana, our resident TikTok star, if you guys are not on TikTok, well, I think lots of you guys are probably on TikTok and Ariana is amazing. She inspires me all the time, but that's not what we're talking about today. (laughs) Give us the scoop on how you leverage the project model. So when I went into the DAO program, I had a very, very strong operations and finance background. And I went into the program because I didn't really know how to approach that. And I also knew there were other areas of being a DAO that I wasn't, that I was doing, but didn't feel like confident in like walking into a new business and doing it again. And so when I left the program, I was trying to figure out how do I proceed? I wanted to go in a very project-based focus to be able to engage with people, but not necessarily be officially committed mm-hmm. to what they are doing for a long term. I did hit some roadblocks personally with that because I did want just enough engagement to get to know them and really help them, but not enough to be committed to them forever. Mm-hmm. And so my service offerings have grown and changed, but the primary thing is I always do, I kind of built a three-step flow of plan, optimize, and analyze. And I have been working on building a project-based system with clients. So what I do is I always do a VIP strategic mapping day, which I love because we get a lot of information out very upfront and have great plans for the future. So that's how every client has to start when we work with me. And then I also offer, you know, minimal project support in the ops and financial areas if they need it. But my biggest thing has been launching a project-based program that actually targets very specific areas of their business And we actually go through in a project focus in a six-month program. So we target their processes and implement a system. And then we target their financials and we implement a system. And as a result, I get the opportunity to very specifically do projects, but I also get enough DOO-type engagement to really learn them and leave them with a lot more confidence before I go. Yeah, I think that there's a lot that we can learn from this type of deliverable. I remember us kind of building and iterating on this together as I've seen you, you know, pull it into a beautiful package. One of the things, as Danielle kind of mentioned a second ago, when you're in the weeds, we hear this from a lot of VAs and OBMs and DOOs too, where you're in so many businesses and you're just running yourself absolutely ragged. And no one likes that, guys. Nobody can stay there for very long and love their life. And I personally feel like we only have so many days on this planet. Like I, I, I'm going to do everything I can to elevate my game every day. And being burned out and frustrated and ticked off at work is not going to lead to that. So, you know, I like what you have done, Ariana. When she says a project, let's just say it's the same client, but she's working with somebody. And during, I'm, I'm making all of this up, but during month one, we're going to work on finances. And she's narrowed her scope to where she's not doing all the things in the business. She's identified 
where they need help and support, where she's qualified to give the support and say, okay, this is my framework. This is my method. We're going to do this and focus on this for this amount of time. And you can see how that eases the distractions from the client. The other thing, Ariana, I'm speaking for you, but I feel like I feel like I can, you can chime in too, but it also helps you with your boundaries. And I think as a service provider, I, I know the four women I'm looking at right now, plus the 460 who have come through our program, our hearts are pretty darn big. I mean, you would not be a service provider if you did not want to help people. And so Ariana, you mentioned like you wanted to go deep enough to know the client, but not get so entangled, right? And that is exactly what can happen. I feel like when you have boundaries, you show up. I mean, we could have a whole podcast and there are plenty of podcasts on this, but I love this model because you're setting boundaries for yourself. You're able to communicate them because you've got a process that your client knows and can expect what is coming next from you. And so I love the way that you have taken your expertise and created a, essentially it's a process that has now turned into a program for your clients. And as many of you ladies said, you know, the strategic mapping model, if you're listening to this and you're like, hmm, why are they talking about a strategic mapping model? That is our licensed framework that we teach right off the bat when you come into the certification. And I believe that it was the greatest differentiator for me when I was brand new into this space. It's a framework that allowed me to gain a lot of knowledge about the client in one to three sessions, depending on how you deliver it. But it's something that I feel so convicted upon that it's the first thing that we share. It's also the first thing that I want our students to do when they're getting to know a client. You know, we all, again, coming back to that service provider thing, we want to know who we're working with. And I believe that this is a great way to deliver a really, really strong deliverable for you to be an expert, for you to be seen as an expert. Too many times I hear people saying like, I know I'm really good, but I can't get other people to see me for how good I am. And that's paraphrased. But You know, this allows you to come in and own a process. It is a process. You can pull it off the shelf. You show up and show off from the very beginning, which will inevitably increase your results. It's going to increase your the ability for you to communicate. And it's going to help you to partner with the right people and release the wrong people. And I've been able to do that. And so have hundreds and hundreds of our students too. So anywho, I'd love to hear, and I think all of the listeners would like to hear this too, you ladies all have your own businesses. And so you've used the certification and you're leveraging it as a business builder. So what is working for you in your business right now? It's, you know, this is one of those topics that everyone's curious about how it works in somebody else's business. We've talked about your offer. We know a little bit about you from your introductions. Now, just generally what's working for you in your business? Jenna, we'll start with you. So what's working for me in my business right now is having a solid team of people that I have trained and spent X amount of hours for them to be able to have that level of excellence and level of service in terms of how we serve our clients. And also knowing and having a solid onboarding process and system in terms of how we're going to actually fulfill Every client request, for example, since we also do white label, so we work with other agencies as well, and that could actually 
at a given day, we actually get so many requests and that, that translates to a lot of tasks. So if we don't have a solid system and process in place, then everything is going to be chaotic. Yeah. So that has been working for me so well in terms of how I use the DOO program to do this. Just having that knowledge of hiring and managing your team, being able to do project management as well, those components were very important when I was building things from actually round yeah. six. So <laughs> that has actually worked really well for me is just really being able to follow on those principles and being able to have a team process and system, which is very much operational. Mm -hmm. And that has allowed me also to take on since last year. And Natalie, you were talking about something about building your DOO business the way you want to build it. Aside from having an agency, I also have one main DOO client that I am in the weeds and I am in their day-to-day -day in that operations. And that's just one business. I've always been very purposeful that I want to work in just one business as a DOO because of all the other things that are going on because I, I'm multi-passionate. Mm -hmm. So I'm into a lot of other things, but so far that's been working well for me. Yeah. So that's so cool. When we go through the certification, you know, I already mentioned those five different areas. And so those are five different, we call them foundations and modules. Let's just call them modules as you're going through. And we have case studies for each one. But what I see, especially for our business builders, like you can take every single one of these and apply it to your own business. We're teaching it as if you're delivering that to a client, but you can hear it from what Jenna said, like she's building an agency off of the hiring practices that she learned inside of the certification, which has helped her to be a better business owner. And so I, I love to see, you know, the carry over there, but yes, Jenna, the quality of the people that you bring in can radically change the satisfaction, the deliverable, the, you know, everything with your own business and Sounds like people and process are the things that are working for you. Jane, what's working for you? So what's working for me at the moment is, so I've been on um, maternity leave, but before going on maternity leave, I actually did the strategic mapping model. I basically went through the, like, the process myself for my own business. So I was able to see where the gaps are and then get people on board to basically carry on. So there was seamless carryover you know of work mm -hmm. while I took time out to be with my family and now I'm coming back full-time into sort of the consulting dual role and yeah it just looks like I haven't been away so yeah. it's amazing so I've been able to yeah have consistency with clients and now do much more in-person stuff because as I mentioned especially here in the UK I think people want to do in-person VIP days so I'm seeing, you know, my books are filling for autumn. They're pretty full. And I've already started taking bookings for January and February. So yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I love, I mean, the strategic mapping model, she used that in her, in your own business. And of course it does what it does for, for your client's business, but it allows us to prioritize different projects and you could skip away. I'm sure you were not skipping away, but you were busy with newborn and busy with baby and your business did not take a hit. 
as you're integrating and reintegrating back into this, you know, you're able to pick up where you personally left off yet the business continue to move forward. And I can see this in your socials. I can see this in the content that you were putting out. And at the same time, you're being mom. So that's really awesome. Alrighty, Danielle, what is working in your business? For me, I think the biggest thing is I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the best things that your program helped me see is that this is really where I'm meant to be. I used to see a lot of the qualities that I had more as weaknesses, the overanalyzing, being slow to take action, you know, being more introverted and wanting to be behind the scenes. I used to think like, what's wrong with me? And being surrounded by a very, well, small community in your cohort, but a larger world of people whose brains work so much like mine and yours being one of them. And so it just, that was probably one of the biggest takeaways that I had from your program is that I now realize that this is why I thrive in this type of position and that it really is in alignment with who I am and my my skills and strengths. Mm-hmm. So that has been amazing to really just be working in that space. I love the people that I get to work with. I have met some amazing business owners and I think I am very clear on who my ideal client is. And I just feel so fortunate that I get to work with such incredible people. And then I also have a lot more control and flexibility with my schedule, more so than I did as an OPM, which I think was in large part my own fault, you know, just not being, like you said, wanting to help people. And I remember being like, oh, I can help with that. And then later thinking, why did I say that? (laughs) I don't have time for this. But yeah, I think I, that was also one of the things, you know, that I learned in your program as well as just working in this way. And this is why I love the consulting model so much is it helps me keep my own boundaries because there's very little that I have to do in a client's business outside of our meetings. It's more giving them the action steps and support and helping them figure out who on your team can help you with this because it's not me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love that part. (laughs) And I think that when you stand up and you say, I mean, number one, you've got to partner with people who have a team, right? So I think in the past where I went wrong, Danielle, is I would work with people who maybe they were solopreneurs. Well, there was nowhere to turn. And so, of course, I felt that nudge to solve the problem, not only spot the problem, but I had to solve it. And then I get into implementation and then I get into raising my hand for things like you just said that we really don't know. And you're knocking your head against the door like, what am I doing? I always think back to like learning tech and stuff over weekends and evenings because I had no clue. And then I was so frustrated with myself that I ever raised my hand. So, you know, I stopped working with those clients that didn't have teams and I started positioning myself with people who had teams so that I could be my best self, which is what you're talking about and saying, hey, I can spot the problem now. And if you need advisement on how to solve it, I can work with your team to do that. But I'm not the one physically doing that. And of course, it's your boundaries, as you said. And secondarily, it's working. It's finding clients and the right people for you, personality, as well as business model, as well as business size, team size that work for you. And over this time, you know, you've gotten more and more clear and you're putting yourself in a place to win. And as you said, having fun and liking your clients. I mean, hello, this is a large part of where we spend our our life and our time. And so it's nice to like it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I can work with people through my consulting offer who maybe don't have a team yet, but the first thing we're going to do is help them hire (laughs) the people that they need to support them. Yeah. And on that note, Danielle, I've worked with people who are solopreneurs and I've come in, done the strategic mapping and lined out the priorities and the projects that they need to be focused on. But we have to be real and have a real conversation. And this takes partnership and leadership to say, okay, if you're a solopreneur, we're only you're only going to be able to tackle X amount of projects. If you want to bring on additional people, then you're going to be able to double or maybe add a couple of projects in addition to what you can support. But it's all a balance of what the leader wants. Some people just want to be by themselves, which you know, now that you have this list, it's like now you can be focused with the projects that you're working on. But there's, you, I mean, you, we can work with any size of business. It depends on what your deliverable is or what your offer is. And thanks for bringing that up. That's a really good point. All right, Ariana, what is working in your business? I know there's a lot working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I took the program about a year ago today, like this week, like it's been a year. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I have gone full time doing DOO work. And I think that it's all probably mostly attributed to three things. It's knowing my strengths, knowing my clients and knowing myself. But knowing my strengths meant that like when you go into the program or anyone who works in operations has a lot of skills and a lot of ideas and, you know, you feel like you need to do all of those things. But I think one of the things I really learned was walking away is like, I know what my best skills are. How can I leverage those skills to create services that can support hiring without taking on the responsibility of hiring? So for me, it is managing financials and looking at metrics to back up some of the decisions they need to make. And I think that makes me a stronger DOO and that's working really well. And then of course, I had to acknowledge that I kind of like the chaos of working with visionaries because they are amazing and love to build things, but they hate systems. And so they're a little bit of a hot mess and it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So being really open about that and knowing my clients has helped me in my marketing. And it's why I'm able to find clients through TikTok and other places because I'm finding people who are engaging with my energy because they're just like, I just want to get stuff done and you seem like you'll do it. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And then just knowing myself, I know that I'm afraid to be a quick star. I'm not a quick star. I did not do well in the Colby for quick star. And I know that I had to understand that I also really like to engage long enough because I'm not a quick start, that projects kind of kept that away, kind of slowed me down. So knowing myself and understanding I have a project mindset, but I need enough engagement, help me build the program that I have Mm. so that I can still walk away, but I really get to really love and understand the people that I'm working with and therefore make stronger, scarier decisions because I'm feeling more confident about all of those areas. Yeah, magic word is confidence. (laughs) I love that word. When our students start to use that, it's a real reflection on them. Yes, you know, they feel like when they're going through this container that they gain that, but I don't give that to you. You find it yourself by going through this and really pushing your boundaries. You said something that I wanted to chime in on, and of course I can't hold back, but I remember going through and doing, you know, I was a project manager. I came out of corporate well, I was born a project manager, PS. I'd never had a certification, a designation, a degree for project management. I was born a project manager, much like our community. We all have project management skills. And so it was one of the ways that was easy for me to monetize my gifts and my services when I made that scary leap from corporate into my own business. And I started you know, with project management, you create the plan and then you manage the plan to make sure that it gets done. And over time, 
this is back in like 2015. I know it's been a hot minute, but around 2015, that's when I got started with my business and I was doing exactly that. I was doing and creating project plans and managing them. Over time, over the next four to five years as I was doing this, and I was really good. I had a great reputation for actually doing what, you know, I delivered on what I was doing, which I think is very unique. And I'm super proud of our community because that's never something that I hear from our group of people. But honestly, my clients at the time were surprised that I was actually doing what they were paying me for, which was really sad, but that's another conversation. Anyway, As time went by, it was like, I love creating these plans. The managing of the plan is actually getting really laborious for me. It's sucking my joy. I feel like it's taking me away from my children. I feel like I'm having, I'm like pushing against a place I don't want to be. And so I refined my services. I mean, we've already talked a little bit about this, but I started working with people who had a team. They just didn't have project management expertise. And so I came in, I created the plan. I worked with the CEO. I worked with the stakeholders. I created plans and those plans could be for any kind of project. And we had everything done. I put it inside of a tool. I taught the team how to use the tool if they didn't know how to do it. And then we assigned a point person to go through and manage the plan. So I worked myself out of the management part, which is the part that got really heavy for me. And Ariana, as you were talking, I think that that's, you know, knowing myself was really important. And that was probably true the entire time, but I told myself at the beginning, well, I'm not gonna be valuable if I don't do the plan and manage the plan and hire people and do this and set the budget and, 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 right? So know that, you probably have something today that you could refine, delegate, remove, and elevate where you are. Because when you feel like you're in your zone, your client's going to know that you're in your zone. And I, I know that I, I held myself back for probably five years in doing things that didn't truly bring me joy. And so thank you for being a good reminder of that, Ariana. Those three areas are so strong. Securing clients. I think that's the thing is like, okay, I'm going to come through the certification. I'm going to learn all these things. And now I'm excited to see the various ways I can build my business, leveraging the services and the deliverables that feel good to me. But how in the heck are you guys finding clients? We get this. And so I wanted to hear from you guys. Jenna, how are you finding clients? Okay. So how do I find clients? I've actually really leveraged over the years a lot of my clients come from the relationships that I've built within my community, within the certified OBM, certified DOO communities, and actually leveraging relationships and also doing a little bit of lead generation as well. Because if you have a team and you have somebody that does the lead generation, that also helps a lot. I know that for some people that are just starting out, you might not have anybody. But I would say you have to, I think, first hone in on your network, leverage your network, ask the people around you. And once you get your first, that actually is like a really a great start. But again, I've always wanted to do things my way because I admittedly, I love marketing, but I love the marketing piece for other people, but I really suck at marketing myself. I'm not the type of person that would be comfortable doing a video or like putting myself out there. I know that a lot 
of well if you have if you have the confidence then by all means like ariana your tiktoks are amazing mm -hmm. so i would say go for that but for me i really leveraged first my network and then word of mouth as well came after and then also relationship marketing you want to be able to form really good relationships by first asking people around you how you could actually help them it, it really comes from a place of help it really mm -hmm. comes from i guess for me that started it networking relationship marketing and also a little bit of lead generation when i had a team already that could actually help me out yes i relationships are everything and i think in a service-based business it comes down to you know people say oh it's who you know no it's how you engage with them it's if you engage with them because we all know people, right? We all we all yeah. live in community. That's what we do as humans. And so I think that relationships are everything. Jane, how are you getting clients today? Yes, I know very similar to Jenna. So building a strong network of other certified DOOs because we leverage so who who's the best fit as well uh, when we find clients. So doing that building relationships. And also in the last sort of couple of years, I've become much more consistent on social media. I used to hate it, but now I, I enjoy it now. When I started doing marketing, I've got a team that helps me, of course, but I do enjoy it. And I'm finding clients that way as well. So I'm mainly on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's why I find where my ideal clients are. Yeah, I'm not a TikTok star like Ariana. So <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> I don't think we have many TikTok stars in our in our <laughs> audience just because, you know, some of us just are not are not all game in that. But yeah, it's important to find what what it is that that suits you. And I think for us as DOOs and business builders, when you can systematize social, now we've operationalized something, right? And so we're really good about doing that stuff. Again, it comes down to, it sounds like both of these women that just chatted with us have created like a hybrid. They started with relationships. And once they got that down, that piece of it down and felt confident doing that, they started to kind of dance into something else, which was a little bit more scary, a little bit more risk. And it required them to step a little bit further out. And what do you know? They're both, you know, leveraging social or marketing in different ways. All right, Danielle, how are you getting your clients? Well, I'm going to say something completely different and shocking. And that is that for me, it all has come down to relationships. <laughs> um, it really has been either people in my, in my warm network since the beginning, referrals from people in my warm network. My client I mentioned that I've been with for four years, he actually came to me through a referral from my chiropractor who I had been seeing for two years. And I just talked about my business. So yeah, so referrals from my warm network, referrals from current and past clients, people I've met online and gotten to know, I mean, at a deeper level, usually I've been in a program with them. And so we've gotten to know each other pretty well and just really felt connected. And maybe they'll come to me later and say, hey, I feel like I need some more help in my business. I know you kind of do this sort of thing or they'll refer other people to me. A lot of times it feels like a surprise to me when it happens, like like I didn't do anything for it, but really it's the work that I've done prior, you mm -hmm. know, the focusing on the relationship and not necessarily trying to find the client, but just really truly caring about people and wanting to be in their world. Mm -hmm. 
truly listening. It's like being a friend, you know, you can't expect a good friendship to form if you're not your full self and really invested. And it's the same for your clients, not saying that all of your clients have to be your best friends, but it is the same principle. It's just, to me, it's called being a good human (laughs) and investing and showing up and filling in where they need support if you've got that skill. And if not, like you said, you'll pass it around. You know, this person isn't a values fit for me or my capacity is full or they need an expertise or a specialty that I don't really want to go into right now. And so, you know, it sounds like you're getting work from people who know and trust you and that referral, it's gold because you don't spend any marketing dollars to get that. You literally get business because you're a good person, because you've invested in other people. And that's exactly how, when my business took off, I didn't have even a webpage. I had nothing to send people. It was truly organic through good relationships. Yeah. And I think that's why it feels like a surprise a lot of the times, because the intent never was this person's going to be a client someday. Mm -hmm. I just felt some sort of connection with them. And then down the road, when they come back around, it's like, wow, like I wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. And this is incredible. And then also recently, I've been working on getting more visible by consistently creating content. But really, the content is just a small piece of the puzzle. And you have to put in the work to build the relationship. The content might initially attract somebody to you. But unless you are actively trying to get to know them more and build that relationship, you know, rarely, at least for me, rarely does somebody ever just be like, oh, I saw a post you made and I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. It's been over time that that has come yeah. to fruition. Yeah. Ultimately, we buy from people we know, we we love and we trust, or at least like and trust. So, you know, however we can do that is really important. Ariana, tell us the scoop. So it hasn't really been mentioned much, but I do secure a lot of my clients through TikTok. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a backstory, but I accidentally discovered I was an operations manager through TikTok because my very first post was me talking about being a project manager and saying, well, I've been doing this, but I've never actually managed a team. And everyone came to me and said, you're not a project manager. And so I really discovered this whole career and I've leveraged that energy of like transparency. And it's led to, I was getting leads and stuff for services for operational type stuff, building dashboards or building things long before I even did the program. And then once I really refined what I was doing and offering it and my role, I've been able to leverage the engagement that exists on a platform like TikTok to talk about problems and talk about issues and get people to just go to my website and just reach out to me. So that's been one really strong way to secure clients because there's a certain... um wall that doesn't exist. Unlike, you know, some other platforms where you're really formal and I'm trying to give advice, but on TikTok, it's just like, (laughs) I bet you're a hot mess. And that really takes, it's like, they're like, yeah, I am a hot mess. I could really use your help. Mm -hmm. My biggest client came from being tagged in a comment on TikTok. So it's really work. If you can leverage just kind of the openness, not easy for a lot of us operations people, but, you know, just stripping the, I don't know what I'm doing and being open about that or being like, I do know what I'm doing. That has led to a really open engagement. The other side is also I'm finding other people I vibe with 
and creating a referral program with them. So I've signed up for several people's referral program who do things that I don't do. Again, going back to knowing myself and what my skills are, finding people that do things that I don't do really, really well has been a great way to get them to send me leads and me to send them leads. And especially when I am someone who's I went to the top of a company, but I'm in a lot of areas and I don't do all the things. And so that means I can leverage a network to step in and say, hey, can you do a project for this client or, you know, work with me on this? So it's, believe it or not, TikTok has really created enough of a community for me to leverage and grow my business. I love it. I absolutely love it. We can't go any further without you sharing where we can find you on TikTok. <laughs> it is at Ariana Tanine, and you will have to go <laughs> yes. find it. But yes. Yeah, I love it. I, I don't go to TikTok very often. I know like everybody, like hold your breath, but I hardly ever go on TikTok. But if I do, it is to see you. <laughs> so I'll go in there and I'll watch the last 10 or so posts that you have. And you're just, you have such when you talk about energy, you're right. It's the energy that you're putting out. And that's how all social is. And every social platform has a different energy. By no surprise, I love LinkedIn. I like Facebook. And you know, those are the places that I show up as the self that I like, that I prefer. It works for me and TikTok works for Ariana. And I think it's incredible. We're going to wrap up today. And so when we go through this last round of questions, each of you guys will be signing off. And so if you want to finish answering your question with how people can contact you, that would be fantastic. Or just poke around if you would like. But last question we have is how are you using your DOO skills today to generate the livelihood that you have? Jenna, we'll start. So because of the DOO program, I've really gained so much confidence. And prior to doing the program, I was already a certified OBM. I was already like doing all things with agencies and stuff. But being in the DOO program has given me so much confidence in terms of working with and deciding to work with one retainer client that brings in a lot of money in my household, to say the least. And I've leveraged whatever it is that I've learned in the program, strategic mapping, KPIs, team management, hiring, all these other components that we've learned in the program, I've leveraged that and brought it with me in my client's business. And he's a dream client of mine. And I'm actually going to celebrate my first year anniversary already nice. working with just one business. And aside from that, I also bring whatever it is that we have in the program, again, leveraging the tools the many PDFs that are in there, the resources that we have in the program into the agency and making sure that we are functioning, you know, as a business. So I was able to use those resources to get clients, have a really good onboarding process, an amazing client experience, which is what Natalie has always talked about is taking good care of clients. And so that has worked well for me, setting my boundaries as well, which is also discussed in, in the program as well, in the sessions that we had with you. I've been able to do my first, how I work many, many years ago, how I work document. And I've been able to send that over to clients confidently. 
So I've used that and leveraged that and every other resource in the program, I've used all of them to whatever it is that I'm building right now. It's like a lot of stuff that I'm into, but it's the lifestyle that I'm that I'm actually going after. Mm-hmm. Being able to have the flexibility to not work on weekends because that's my sacred time with my family. Being able to work with my team and being able to support clients in whatever capacity that I'm in. And also being able to support my retainer client. So if people want to get in touch and want to do work with me on implementation, anything tech, anything implementation, you can to streamlinemavens.com and you'll be able to find all our products and services right there. Awesome. And of course, we're going to have all of the links inside of the show notes too. So thank you so much for being here, Jenna. And Jane. So in terms of the skills that I use, so I refer to all the amazing resources from the certification still. I had a discovery call only yesterday with someone and I went through the checklist to make sure that I was prepared for it and that I went through the process and just to, you know, double check. So all the resources in the certification are amazing and I use them as part of my daily routine with clients. So that that has been absolute gold. I think one of the great things as well is I've used for the strategic mapping for example I use ClickUp as my task management system so I've got that all mapped out in there as well and that works really well and the duo skills that I have learned and that I use is being able to have the boundaries and what Jenna was saying about the confidence piece is actually having boundaries now in place with clients because I used to answer emails at all times of the night, et cetera. But now I'm pretty strict, especially with the little one literally sitting on my lap net right now to <laughs> have the boundaries with clients. And that's given me the confidence. And I think they respect me more as well as the authority in you know, being able to tell them what to do with their business. Yeah, I love it. Thank you guys. It sounds like boundaries are coming up multiple times, which makes my heart really, really full. <laughs> All right, Danielle, tell me what how you're leveraging the DOO. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, and like pretty much everybody has mentioned, the program really has helped me feel confident in using my innate skills to make a living in the way that I want to make it. And really thinking back, my whole life, people would come to me and ask me for help and advice on things that at the time didn't make any sense. And I'd be like, why are they asking me? And now I understand that they were seeing in me something that I did not see in myself. And I didn't realize that everyone's brain doesn't work like mine does. So that was a big part of what I took away from the program and continue to take away from the inner circle. And then it's also helped me deepen my knowledge about operations. Before, I felt like I was kind of just making stuff up as I went along. And I didn't know a lot about business other than you know just what I had seen in other people's businesses. So I really used the strategic objectives and the content from the program as my framework for how I work with my clients. So with my consulting offer, I use all of you know not only the strategic mapping, but then all of those objectives become our path, our plan. So it's really helped me put some structure in place there where none existed before. And 
also has really helped foster my belief in myself that I can actually help people in their business and that my services are needed. So if people would like to connect after this episode, I am on Facebook. That's where I spend most of my time at danielle.h.fisher and also inside the Ops Authority Group. Awesome. Thank you. I love all the full circle moments here and leveraging the content that we have to build your businesses. Like that was never my intent when I was pulling this out of my brain and putting it into the certification, but what a gift it has been. And it's the same gift in our business, right? Like I know that when we're not leveraging the strategic map, I know that's when I start to feel out of control. And that brings a whole host of emotions and feelings that we'd rather skip on. So Jane, I think, did you mention where we could find you? So if people want to find me, I mostly hang out on Instagram and on LinkedIn, and it's at Jane DeBoss. Awesome. Good. Thank you for, didn't want to miss that. Ariana, wrap us up here, friend. Tell us about the skills that you're using. Well, when I went into the program, I thought that I was going to build someone else's legacy and use these DOO skills for another business. So much so that when I took the Colby the first time, it basically told me, honey, you're in a spirit of transition. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> and so I had to really go back and redo the Colby later once I had some clarity because it wasn't able to really decide how I was going to use it. And the biggest summation of how these skills have helped me is I went from an ops manager to a CEO in a year. I built a program all by myself. Like I did the thing. And that's been the best part of being able to replace my income already with my own business. I'm getting to the point where I want to hire somebody else. So now I can help someone else build their income and their legacy. I remember going to um, the Growth Getters event. And one of the things I walked away with is that enough is selfish. Enough is not enough. And so I think the biggest way this DOS program has helped me is that I am now thinking about other people's enough, how I can make them have more, how I can have more for my family and all the other fun things too, flexibility and boundaries and limits and the ability to spend time with my husband. I don't have kids. I didn't bring that into my bio because I don't have babies. I have a dog and she is big and that is the only one I worry about, but I have the opportunity to be here with them with and not have to worry about it. And I've helped my husband grow in his career with my skills. So just these things that allow me to be in my zone of genius far more than I ever was when I was trying to build someone else's business. So that's been the biggest way that it's helped me support this life. Of course, if you do want to hang out and see my crazy, <laughs> crazy TikTokness, I'm obviously hanging out on TikTok or my website, arianatanine.com. I will spell that for you guys in the show notes. But yes, um, you can find me on TikTok. And I'm also trying to be on LinkedIn. So maybe we can be friends there. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Ladies, thank you all for spending so much time today and just having this conversation. I think it's really important. It's a little bit longer episode, but I feel like you know, the people who are really kind of questioning this, it just feels so good to hear from actual people and not just for me because I did it my way. I mean, when I went into this, I was retainer, retainer, retainer. I never, ever, ever, ever considered building a certification at the beginning of this, right? And so we all evolve. Where we are today is not where we are going to be a year from now, just like it's not where we were, you know, a year in the past. Ariana, you just pointed that out. You know, you came into the certification to be a better DOO and you're you're today, one year later, walking out as the CEO. And I think everyone here is on that journey. So 
I appreciate you guys and thank you all very much for being here and sharing candidly about your experiences and just where you are. I I love knowing that. I love having the pulse on where we are, which is why our inner circle is such a valuable resource for all of us because we stay connected, but also we know where you're at and what you're doing and are able to help you in navigating that. So Alrighty, friends and listeners, if you are ready and interested in the certification, I encourage you, again, go and check out directorofops.com. You'll learn lots of info there. And I believe that we answer every question there. But if not, you can always come on into our DMs on any platform, except for TikTok. I'm not quite there. Ariana's going to have to whip me in shape. But Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course, our group, The Ops Insiders. Ladies, thank y'all for hanging out with me today. And we will hear from, or you'll hear from me next week. (laughs) Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of The Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.